Welcome to Rooted and Reaching, a podcast from the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia in Columbia, Maryland, where we celebrate the beauty of our diversity. In our conversations here, we share stories of our journeys and explore ideas that challenge us in order to nurture the interdependent web of which we are all a part. We are rooted in faith, reaching for community. In this episode, Hannah and Sarah will chat with UUCC community members, Nell Quinn Gibney and Allie Mark. They'll tell us about their plans to move to New York together, their experiences in theater, and involvement in this year's UUCC The Vote efforts. So, hi, Nell and Allie. Thanks for joining us for our second episode of Rooted in Reaching, this podcast thing that we're trying out now. Yeah, um, thank you for having us. Happy to be here. Here's Hannah. Good to see you guys. For those of you who are who do not know this, Nell, Allie, and I went to school together. We went to UMBC, and we all three of us studied theater and got theater degrees <laughs> in varying different versions of the degree, but theater degrees nonetheless. Our parents are very proud of us. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, right. You guys are moving to New York. When are you moving? Uh, December 7th. So it's coming up. Wow. Yeah. I don't want to think about what that is. What's the packing status? Allie? You know, we've only been in this apartment for three months, so there are some things that never got unpacked, but that's probably the most packed I am, is my, like, lack of unpacking. Yep. Uh-huh. Second <laughs> that. Second that. It's bad. It's, it's uh, dark days here. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry I asked, but also you have plenty of time still. There's still so much time for you to get yeah. it together. That's the thought. That's a next week problem. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us more about the New York plan? No. Yeah, um, so I teach theater as one of my 12 part-time jobs, um, and I got hired to teach theater out in New York in Harlem, uh, and I am really excited for that. Um, we've been planning on moving to New York for years loosely, and since the beginning of the year, very definitely, and COVID made things very scary. It makes it a much bigger jump and a bigger risk than we were hoping it would be, but we're, we're holding hands and taking the plunge. Good for you. You're making your dreams come true in a very tough year. Not everybody's doing that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank <they're> you. Not. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so I wanted to tell the people at home, because I already know this, what your areas of expertise in theater are. Yeah, um, I am a writer and actor primarily and occasionally a director as well. I am a carpenter and scenic designer, but I dabble in acting for fun sometimes. Occasionally, so. an assistant, assistant, assistant uh, carpenter uh, when Allie needs people and can't find literally anyone else who can hold a tool for her. <laughs> um, so I've been dying to ask you guys this since we've gone to school. What were, you, what were your favorite shows to work on at UMBC? Um, so Hannah, I think this was in your time, but before we were good friends, uh, that would be an easy answer. Agnes of God, uh, my junior year, um, which is a crazy three-person show that's based on a true story about, oh, I don't know, this is a little uh, 
this is a little graphic, is basically about a murder investigation into a young nun trying to discover whether she should go to jail or go uh, get psychiatric help. Um, and I got to play the young nun who's the subject of investigation, which meant I sang, I screamed, I cried. Most excitingly, I played with a ton of fake blood. We had a splash zone in tech while we worked out the kinks. Um, it was an awesome, awesome experience. My favorite show was not a department show. Um, I, my favorite was when I did Urinetown sophomore year. It was just, it was really fun. I did some assistant designing on it. So it was nice because I got to dabble in the world of design, but I wasn't fully in charge of it. And then I got, to, I was a little Sally, if you've ever seen Urinetown. And it was kind of the first time I had been in a show where I went, oh, I am this character. Like this makes sense. I understand like what it means to like think in the brain of this character while I'm acting. So that was kind of a cool discovery that like I've been able to take into future shows. And that was kind of my first time. And it's just a fun show. It's um for people who don't know, it's about a bunch of people who have to pay to pee. So it's a pretty great time. <laughs> what was your worst and best stage experience? And it doesn't have to be just on stage. It can be tech. Like I'm dying to hear a, a you know, a graphic technical <laughs> Oh, back in high school, I lost a skirt during a show. Um, that was a fun day. Uh, the skirt was supposed to come off, but then I had a second layer of skirt underneath that wasn't supposed to come off, that sure did, uh, which was, you know, imaginably humiliating for a 16 year old who was in my first ever like high school show. That was my worst one. Uh, my best one was I was in a show with a group called TBD Immersive uh, that focuses on immersive interactive experiences. And it was basically kind of a choose your own adventure sandbox exploration type show that was hosted in this crazy mansion in DuPont Circle and a bunch of us were in character. And there was like an overall plot, but like scenes happened at different times. And most of it was, you just wandered around this crazy party with burlesque and fire eaters in a bar and talked to people and tried to talk to people who were in character and maybe talk to people who weren't characters. And there were puzzles and quests and it was crazy, crazy fun. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I've been living. <laughs> no. I lost my pants on stage once too. What show were you in? I was in a little shop of horrors and I was um, the skip snip and changed all the quick changes at the end. And I, my pants were on backwards because oh, we were no. changing in the dark and they fell off. Yep. Wow. <laughs> okay, Ellie, your turn. <laughs> um. So probably my worst tech experience or is the scariest one was um, I did a summer stock one year and we worked really long hours. And so there was one night that we were trying to uh, hoist some scenery in the air. And so we we're using these things called chain motors, which if people don't know, is basically just a giant motor you hang in the air. And then there's a chain that comes down with a hook. So it helps you lift things up without using your own manpower. And so we were at like hour 12 of working and everyone was really tired. And someone must have hung the chain hoist wrong. So they did something called running where basically the, the chain isn't done rightly and the whole thing comes like crashing down. So that was really scary. Luckily nobody got hurt, but um, that was that was a fun one uh, for my tech horror stories. Um, but then uh, probably best experience, it's less of a specific show because it's luckily it's happened a couple of times, but I've been working at Imagination Stage, which is a children's theater down in Bethesda. 
And it's just really cool every time we either put up a set for the kids or it's just one of the main stage shows, but then the kids see the set for the first time and just the complete awe they have at this world we've created. Or I know one time we um, set up Mary Poppins for them and the kids came in and they were like, oh my goodness, I get to dance on that. So just kind of seeing their joy at all of the hours of work we put in is always really rewarding. Amazing. So did you grow up in a religion and did that have any effect on your theater experience, your theater future? You want to go first? Sure. Yeah, Allie, go first. <laughs> um, so I grew up uh, going to Catholic church and I sang in church choir. I was a hundred percent a church choir kid from fourth grade when they let me in until senior year of high school when they were like, all right, you're going to college, go away. <laughs> um, but um you know, music has always been such a big part of my life. And I think coming from a family that listened to soundtracks and things, that's really what got me into theater to begin with. So kind of having that once a week outlet to go somewhere and sing just really kept me involved in the arts and kept me wanting to be part of this community. Yeah. Yeah. I actually grew up at a a different Unitarian universe, Universalist Church out in Bethesda, uh, Cedar Lane, New UC. And I've been interested in theater. I've been doing theater since elementary school, but in high school, I stopped really getting cast and I stopped working on shows through my school mostly. And instead I ended up finding an outlet through my church. I had a really close tight youth group um, and we did a musical number for a talent show once. And afterwards uh, at our like celebration silver diner dinner just went, yeah, what if we did the whole show? What if we did, who could stop us? And started renting out church space. Our parents would have to come chaperone us. We would rehearse a couple nights a week. Um, That was the first time I ever directed um, and found that I liked it and was pretty good at it. Um, And we did a couple of shows through there, actually from junior year all the way through the end of senior year. And that's what got me back into theater because I kind of stopped doing it in high school and I kind of didn't think I was good enough to do it. And so then I went to college thinking I was going to do directing because I directed at my church and I really loved that. And then in college, I found my way back to acting. Um, But the cool story is um, I do uh, I do state I do house management things some summers with a company, a theater company I grew up with uh, called Unexpected Stage. And they perform at River Road Unitarian Universalist Church. And last summer when I was there house managing, um, I was sent to go down and talk to a group below us um, who was making too much noise. And I walked in and it was a bunch of kids rehearsing a play and I started chatting with them. And it turns out the theater group that I started at my church um, 10 years ago now is still going strong, still has the same name. They uh, sometimes perform at River Road now when they need that kind of space. But that was amazing to meet these kids completely randomly and have them be like, oh yeah, we're the truly horrifics. We're from Cedar Lane. And be like, no way, no way. Now, you want to know something funny? I know the truly who are, I used to work at Cedar Lane and your name has always sounded so familiar, but like I used to rent space out to the truly what a small world so we're going the small world route right now that is so funny yeah that's crazy yeah like it's still a thing it was still going strong when I left that's amazing I'm so happy to hear that it was such an incredibly important space for me in high school yes so then what brought you here to UCC 
I, I can tackle this first. I mean, I mean, I, it was me. It was, it was me you, and my beautiful and then, presence. Yes, that, that's my full answer is that it was Hannah. But I Hannah, if Hannah. you remember correctly, <laughs> I think I'm the one who found the job app and sent it to you and said, this looks like what I'm looking for. Um, yeah. I'd been interested in going to a UU church and I was doing some research and the job app came up and I knew Hannah was job hunting and I sent it to her and I was actually with her as well when she got the call that she was hired. I was sitting on the couch holding her hand while she was talking to Paige. But it still actually took another year or two for us to actually come. Hannah had been telling us about it. And I went to one service and really liked it. But it was the beginning of COVID when things were really shutting down. And I know I was feeling really disconnected and there was no sense of structure, regularity. Um, and having a church service to go to once a week was such a such a grounding, stabilizing, great thing to be tethered to and formed a really cool community. Yeah, I don't know if you have anything to add other than you live with me. Yeah, I mean, and I'm so glad that we've been doing it because I have kind of been missing going to some kind of religious service once a week because kind of like when I was saying it is a very grounding thing just to kind of sit and reflect and then start the next week. So it's been, I'm glad you decided to go because it's been really <laughs> great to be here. <laughs> I was so nervous at first. I was like, Allie, I know this isn't, you know, the faith you grew up in, but I promise we're really accepting and it's fine that you're a different religious background. If you want to come, you don't have to, no pressure. <laughs> and yeah. it's fun for me because sometimes you guys sing the same songs that I grew up with in church choir. So those are always really exciting days where I'm like, wait, I know this one. <laughs> same. I grew up in a Christian church too, and I had the same experience. <laughs> so another question is why you the vote? Because everybody knows you from the You, You, The Vote worship <laughs> service. The, the, the real answer, I'll give a deep answer later. The real answer is that we're really bad at saying no when people ask us things. <laughs> yeah, but I would say the deeper answer um, to that is it was something uh, we were both really passionate about spreading the word about because there's a lot of people, especially in our age range, who either don't vote or don't know what it takes to vote, especially with COVID and everything changing with, do I go in person? Do I do a mail-in ballot? How does that work? So it was just really important to be part of that force that made sure everyone knew how they could vote, whether that was just telling our friends, hey, here's the form you fill out or doing postcards to fight voter suppression or things like that. Um, and we just, we knew more about social media than the rest of the people on the committee. So we were able to kind of take over that corner and help spread the word in that capacity. That was a good answer, Ellie. Thank you. Thank that was a really good answer. You <laughs> yeah. really delivered on like the quick real answer and then the more profound answer. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a great service, Allie. You, that poem you wrote was really great. And if anybody wants to go back and read it, we still have it on our sermon archive underneath the youth vote service. Well, thank you. It was fun. I love doing things like that. So it was a fun time. <laughs> Good. I think that was it. Thank you so much for being such a, I don't know. Yes. For answering all the questions, but being just like a, such an energetic, wonderful presence. Here. Thank you. Absolutely. This, thank you guys for a fun conversation. Yeah. It's fun to do some dives and things about shows I haven't done in a while. So yeah. And best of luck when you're moving and all Thank that you. kind of stuff. This ah. will probably air after you guys will have moved. So there will probably be some kind of little note in the description or something mm. telling yeah. everybody that you have safely Send us uh, lots of good wishes. Since this episode was recorded in early December, Allie and Nell tell us they have safely made it to New York and are loving it. 
Nell is a little bummed because she had her new bed delivered to Marilyn by mistake and is spending nights on the sofa. Allie's meanwhile enjoying sleep in her bed and found a top-notch local bagel spot she's frequenting. Allie, yay for bagels, and Nell, may your bed arrive so soon. Thank you for updating us, and best of luck in New York.